Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. All he is, it's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find him. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? A movie which, by the way, reviewed by my mother, the review was, Thank God you were on early, because we couldn't watch any more of that thing. <laughs> Wide berth. <laughs> well, this is a good scene. The uh, we're watching the infamous dildo scene. You got trolled. You were in. I shut you the were fuck in. up. No, I didn't say shit. You got trolled. They didn't even give him a script when he got the job. They gave him a bottle of Stoli and said, <laughs> "Learn this." Did you stumble on the joke? Talk about this movie for fart's sake. This is a we we can we can swear this movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Hey, Lily. Oh, hey, Krista. Did you know, according to an unproven internet meme, you will cross paths with a murderer 36 times in your lifetime? I did know that, and you want to know why? I can guess. Because we're 36 times! A Canadian true crime and comedy podcast, which covers crimes in the Great White North. Every episode, we focus on a major crime, and then we lighten things up with a kooky one. We cover everything from major cases and unsolved mysteries to peculiar getaway choices and animals behaving oddly. So catch our bi-weekly episodes on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. again internet did you miss me shane dawson must really be getting to my head lately because here i am releasing a part two of my episode that wasn't even that long i probably could have released it as one episode but you know what i think it's better this way this second part of my episode with my friend Kristen is talking about love and sex addiction which is something that i mean you'll hear me talk about in the episode but it's something that i kept being told to look into by multiple friends and eventually i did and realized holy shit a lot of these characteristics are things that i really really relate to do i think i'm a love and sex addict i don't know um i don't know if i would go so far as to just straight out say that Um, for me, it was kind of a situation where I finally kind of looked into it. And when I was reading the characteristics, just like on my phone, laying in bed, I just burst into tears because when I was reading them, I just thought to myself, like, I've never related to something so much in my life. And the feelings that I've had for so long were finally like on paper and articulated in a way that totally explained exactly what I've been going through. So that moment for me was very, very intense. uh, And it took me a while to actually be able to sit down and talk about it. That's kind of why I chickened out on Kristen the first time we were set to record. And I was just like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I need more time. Because we kind of had this deal where we would talk about, you know, addiction in terms of drugs and alcohol, but also the love and sex side of things. So it took some time, but here we are. One thing I want to stress is that 
My thoughts in this episode are not about any one particular situation, 100%. And by that, I mean, I've been single for six years. I've had various experiences with guys, um, none that were soul-crushing or just absolutely destroyed me. So I guess what I mean is this is more of a accumulation of very common themes in my dynamics with men. This is kind of a reflection on me more than anything. So rather than placing blame on guys for hurting me or pushing it off on them, I have really started to look inwards at my behaviors, at the type of guys that I go for, at the situations that I'm drawn to, and really start to reflect on those. Um, Now, I'm certainly not perfect, and I'm still working on a lot of stuff. I'm still figuring that out. But looking into love and sex addiction has been super pivotal for me in being way more self-aware with my behaviors. So that's what this episode is all about. Me and Kristen have an excellent discussion about it. I loved it. It was a great therapy session. This is another super personal episode for me uh, because this is kind of me laying down on the therapy chair. And this has happened a couple times on the show. Um, I really needed to talk about this. This is something that's been on my mind for months um, and that I've been kind of sitting with it for a a long time and thinking about it and I'm super happy to have a friend like Kristen sit down with me and talk about it. So thanks once again to Kristen. What a champ. She's great. It was really refreshing to sit down with a friend who feels the same things as me. Um, it doesn't always happen. I have a lot of close friends, but we don't always relate to each other. And this was truly a moment and an evening where it was just such a good back and forth, such a good conversation and just overall awesome. I love this second part. And I actually think a lot of people might relate to this. Um, It's not something that you always think about. You don't always think I might be a love and sex addict. But if you really actually look into it, it's crazy how relatable the characteristics are. And for me, I always just kind of thought, well, I'm not banging a lot. And it's not like I've had a shit ton of boyfriends or relationships. I'm not someone who has had a lot. And it's not like I jump from person to person really quickly. But, But what you come to learn about it is it's more about the why you do things um, and the self-destruction behind it as well. Another thing I want to mention is the show Love on Netflix is amazing. Um, I found myself always really relating to the main character, Mickey. Uh, and it's funny because I would hear other people talk about it and just be like, I hate Mickey. She's the worst. She's terrible. And I was sitting here going, I really relate to Mickey. Fuck. <laughs> um, and in that show, she is a love and sex addict. So if you find this episode compelling, if you find yourself relating, and if you haven't watched Love on Netflix do so. It's such a good show. But anyways, I'm gonna stop blabbering. I hope you guys enjoy part two with Kristen. Don't forget to follow the podcast on social media. Subscribe wherever you find podcasts and leave a rating or review if you are so inclined. That's it, guys. Enjoy the episode. Both have. We are gonna talk about love and sex addiction now, which is something that I always used to laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> um, I never thought that that like was a thing, and I think that that's like. A lot of people have that opinion of it. Totally. And I didn't think it was legit either. And actually, when we had our coffee date a while back, talking about this episode, we we started talking about our guy issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we bonded over it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like our kind of need to go for people who are bad for us. Yeah. Um, and... 
you know, I'm, I'm just, I was always a, den- a denier of my behavior. In other words, like people would be like, you seem to go after unavailable guys. And I'd be like, no, they just, they just fall into my lap. They're right. just the ones who are drawn to me. Yeah. And that's what I was saying for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would just make excuses for my, my own behavior. essentially, totally. And like these weird habits that I have that I didn't really realize were like, it's all the same thing. It's right. unavailable guys. It's emotionally unavailable. Like they could be available. But they're emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Which is a huge one. You can be single as fuck, but be totally emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Um, and also um, manipulators. Right. You know? Like, they don't... They make you feel good. So... Um, I'll take the manipulation over the, you know, not feeling alone. Absolutely. And you know what I mean? Like... We're being manipulated. Yeah. So I actually like we had our coffee date and I think um, things got worse for me like from there. It's probably because you started noticing after I started that. noticing. It, yeah. And I actually had two separate friends be like, you might want to look into love and sex addiction. Like right. maybe just consider that. And I was always like, well, that's not me because number one. I don't bang a lot. Right, right. I I want to bang a lot. I know. <laughs> I have a I very high sex drive. <laughs> <laughs> like like I would be I would be banging every night if I could. But, right. Um, it's just not the circumstance. Well, you could. I mean, you could always just swipe right. You could. Yeah. But no, I need I need the chase. Totally. I need, you, you know need what I mean? Chaos. Like exactly. It's all circling back to yeah. that addiction to chaos. But I had two friends tell me that, and once both of them said it. I was like, maybe I should look into this. Mm-hmm. So I found a list of the 12 characteristics of love and sex addiction. And so question for you, and I don't know if you, you know the answer or not, but is it possible to be a sex addict but not a love and sex addict? Like sex addiction could be its own thing, but love and sex addiction is a different I would definitely thing, say they are are and can be separated Mm. um so i would if i i'm definitely not a sex addict Mm. um i definitely am a love addict i fall hard and i need to have attention and i need to have someone caring about me and i mean i guess i guess i don't need that but that's what i i crave um, but by no means would I ever say I'm a sex addict. And I know right. sex addicts that aren't love addicts. Interesting. Yeah. Like and I feel like I pull from two pools. Right. But not fully one of the other. Yeah. In a weird way. Right. Um, so like I'm not running around going like, I'm a love and sex addict. <laughs> but it's more so, like, you know what I mean? It's, not, it's just like not one of the yeah. cool things to say or right, just to right. do. Like that's on the list of not things not to say. I know. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, but it's, it's a weird thing for me to come to terms with because for so long I was just like, oh no, these just happen to be the situations that I fall into. Totally. But we subconsciously put ourselves into these situations. And that's what you said at coffee that blew my mind. That was like, oh fuck. Yeah. I know. I am. How many times have I said like, oh, this person just sideswiped me. Like I, I wasn't looking for them, and then all of a sudden, now I'm. Anyways, yeah. and now I'm here, I'm waiting here, for their, I'm waiting like, for their text, waiting for them to text me. So, like, that's something that 
I started recognizing in myself with very like I would say like various situations with guys. Right. Some are friends, some are not. Um, but just putting so much like happiness and and my self worth into how they treat me. Totally. In other words, okay, if they're not texting me back, then I'm a piece of shit. Right. You know, rather than they're not texting me back because maybe they're not into it and maybe this isn't the right person for me, so maybe I should just move the fuck on right, and, right. and have a night out with my... You know, like, God forbid us be so level-headed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just never that simple. Like, no. I would stew on things, like stupid little things that my friends around me are going, like, just fucking be done with him. Right. Be done with totally. him. Totally. But there's a high you get. There's a high you get 100%. Totally. Like, they give you a little and you get like, oh, God, yeah, I got a little... And then they smash your feelings and you you plummet and you're feeling so bad about yourself. And then you're like, okay, I'm got, I've got to get over this. i got to get over him. Never again. And then he gives you one little thing and you're yeah. like, okay, maybe this time, but maybe next time, if he does it again, I will. And then it, ha- it keeps happening. It keeps it's happening. a cycle. And it's, it's also, totally there's a new term for it. Oh. It's called breadcrumbing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I... St- well, actually, breadcrumbing, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I think the breadcrumbing I definition is more about social media. I don't know if, yeah. So I think breadcrumbing has to do with like, on, like dating, like they give you a little bit through text message and stuff yeah i think think, it's more a little more shallow i think it's more shallow it's not you haven't built an emotional attachment to the person yet breadcrumbing defined by urban dictionary as the act of sending out flirtatious but non-committal text messages in order to lure a sexual partner without expending too much effort i mean i've that's 100 percent my life but uh like that sums up right most of my dynamics with guys um i will definitely say i've been a breadcrumber You've done it? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I've been a ghoster. Like, ah. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Do you think it's... Do you like the power? No, it's... Oh, I go through these phases where I'm like, oh, I'm lonely. I want a date. And then yeah. I do the whole fucking Tinder and Bumble shit. Oh. And then I decide I don't want to do that anymore. And I've like already started talking to someone and I... But I've also been breadcrumbed and roasted for sure. It's fucking shitty. See, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. Like, I don't really, the breadcrumbing and the ghosting doesn't really bother me if I haven't had any, like, actual meets with a person. Right. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, like, that doesn't really. And I don't really think it counts as ghosting unless you've did them a couple times. Right. Or, like, gone on a couple dates at least. Right. Um. Love, and I'm just going to pull up these characters. I'm going to read these characteristics. Yeah, read them. Because these would be actually good discussion points. I have a two-bite brownie. Yes. Uh, And Sarah will... I will be burying my soul now. (laughs) Um, So the first one, and like, I just want to say as well, like, I went to this website, and it's S-L-A-A-F-W-S.org. So it's kind of like an official ish website Mm -hmm. for love and sex addiction. It's .org. That's legit. .org, yo. Um, which I never thought existed. Mm. Like I kind of told myself, if I Google this and nothing legit comes up, then it's probably not a real thing. But because I found like a legitimate website Mm -hmm. that seems to have done a lot of research and then then I went into the Reddit forums and it just, Ah. it spirals from there. But number one is having few healthy boundaries. And Uh so like they talk in, um, like the person of we, like in other words, like we, like you are an addict, like we as people do this. So it's. Having few healthy boundaries, we become sexually involved with 
and or emotionally attached to people without knowing them. So that doesn't really apply to me that much, I don't think. Um, unless they're referring to close... N- I don't, maybe, maybe it does. Yeah. <laughs> like, now that I think of, like, when they say not really knowing them, um, you know, maybe that's, in my mind, casual sex partners that I don't know a lot about that I get attached to. Right. Could yeah. be that. Yeah, like... Well, I mean, I think sex is like Russian roulette to me. Like, I'll either never want to see you again or like you, I, I become obsessed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Ooh. That's nine times int- out of ten, I'm like, eh. See, nine times out of ten, I'm like, breakfast? <laughs> date, date, date me? Date me, please? Date me? I've already planned our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad this is going in at the end of the episode. I. <laughs> Um, so number two is fearing, uh, fearing abandonment and loneliness. <gasps> oh. We stay in and return to painful, destructive relationships, concealing our dependency needs from ourselves and others, growing more and more isolated and alienated from friends, loved ones, ourselves, and God. That's a heavy hitter. Right that is there. a heavy hitter. That is the one I relate to the most. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge one. Fear of abandonment. Like... Yeah. Because all the times that I have spiraled, it's because I've thought that I've been losing people. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And when I spiral and I think I'm losing someone, I do things that make me push them away even more. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> neediness is so hot, right? Right. So Guys don't find that on. hot. Big turn on. I wish they did because yeah. if that was the case, I'd get laid a lot more. Yeah. And then you could like officially be a sex addict. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that's so true because I find too, like, I'll have moments of strength with dudes where I'll stand up for myself or I will feel like I'm taking a step to kind of, you know, quote unquote, get rid of them or right. break it off with them. Um, and then they will be like, all right, we'll see ya. And I'll be like, well, no, 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 like, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm the you, one that needs supposed, to do it. You need to stay. Exactly. You got to stay and just so I can change. Go. You have to just change <laughs> and fight for me yeah. and things will be fine. Exactly. And it's like these people aren't in situations to fight no. for me at all. No. So it's it's a fucked up. But do you think like we like this this behavior comes naturally or like we're brainwashed by like Hollywood and what love's supposed to be and I think it's a combination of things. Right. So for me personally I think yeah definitely media plays I think a small part. Um you know, fucking romantic comedies are like, oh, if you walk away from a guy, he'll just run after <laughs> yeah, you. Like- he'll just run after <laughs> you and grab you and kiss. Uh, and it's like, you know, the fucking OC is, I say it a number of times, has ruined my life for like Ferris wheels and New Year's Eve. Cause oh, that yeah. scene, New Year's Eve, when he like comes in right at midnight and like kisses her. And I'm just like, every New Year's Eve, every I think New about Year's that. Eve. I know. I do too. I do too. It's I'm like, so dumb. Oh, I get my kiss. No. No. And it's and I know it's such a stupid fucking tradition that is doesn't mean anything. Yet every New Year's Eve I get really down on myself that I don't have a date or I don't have right. a guy there. But I also think a big part of life is being a part of, right? And if you're not a part of that, it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Right? Like totally is a bummer. For me anyway. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's it's FOMO. 
total. Fo- and that's a legit thing. That, uh, I don't care about oh, how lame. Oh yeah, is it ever? FOMO is totally real. And it's like it's kind of like just another way of saying like keeping up with the Joneses. I guess. Yeah, it's totally. Same kind of thing. But I think personally, like, and if we're getting real deep, we're only on number two. But we're shit, gonna, we're gonna get real deep. Um, I've thought about it long and hard, like over the past, even recently. Since discovering that, yeah, this a lot of these apply to me. I feel like me going after unavailable guys or like bad guys for me comes from a couple of different weird dark places. One being that like when I was really in love with someone, I got cheated on and left for another person. So like, yeah. so like it was a situation where he literally fell in love with another woman and like they're now married um, and still together and like they're each other's people like they found each other right. I was the byproduct of, of that Ugh. and I was you know so I think like and this this is really fucking gross to say but I think deep down I'm like maybe one of these guys will leave their person for me and like maybe I will be right you know the right. the the new wife or like and and you hear about stories all the time. Like it depends on what you feel like. People say once a cheater, always a cheater. But in this case, you know, he cheated on me and found his wife, and they're now happy. And right, like, right. So I don't necessarily believe in that, but I think it comes from that, and I think it comes from just really low self worth. Totally, and not and putting way too much of my worth in what other people think, and specifically men. Right, and equating confidence to what guys think, not totally. necessarily. You know, I have women in my life all the time fucking talking me up. Totally. And telling me how awesome I am. Yep. But like when I hear it, are. when I hear it, it doesn't have the same effect on me as when yep. a guy says it. When a guy says it, I feel like I'm on a drug. Totally. If I, my 10 friends can tell me in a day how great I look. But and you're just like, and you, and you, and you say, girls, th- you say thank you. As, yeah. Thank like, you. When the women say it, it's like, thank you. That's nice. But when a man says it to me, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm. I've arrived. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I've also been very much so known to get way too excited way too early. So me too. Oh my God. Me too. Like fall the eggs in the basket. Just, like, oh my God. He, he, he texted me back. It, yeah. must be, it, it, it must be serious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. He responded. <laughs> he but messaged like, me first. <laughs> We're having <laughs> a fall wedding. Oh, uh, oh my! <laughs> Bridesmaids' dresses will be burgundy. Yeah, that was perfect. Perfect. People like going to burgundy. I've I've always been known to get. I and there's there's and I think it's one of the last ones. But we're gonna get uh, get to it. But there's one point in here that's really strikes a chord with me. But let's let's keep going. So we're only on number three, which is fearing emotional and or sexual deprivation. We compulsively pursue and involve ourselves in one relationship after another, sometimes having more than one sexual or emotional liaison at a time. Eh, that one I is, don't relate to that one. Yeah, that one's I don't I don't relate to as much. No. Um I will say that I did have a promiscuous time in my life where I didn't really care. And I was open to that. Right. But but, but you know, that resulted in bad things that taught me lessons and da 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 da. See, yeah, I mean, like, I definitely have been promiscuous in my past with, like, being, like, an alcoholic, right? But, uh, like, that's not who I, I know. Right. Like, one thing I'll speak to to that is I tend to be the person who thinks because I'm not getting laid, I must not be awesome. 
Which is a very sad thing to think about. See, I think you are fucking awesome. And honestly, like, I never get laid, and I think I'm pretty fucking awesome. See, and I need to get there, though. Yeah, I wasn't always here, though, so. I I, I think I am getting there. It's just I think I did recently relapse when I had a situation where I had kind of a fantasy with somebody built up, and it didn't end up happening. Right. And I... I ended up like that made me feel really low. Totally. So I that's the only way I can relate to that. Totally. Is is the sense of like I feel like I should be getting laid more and I put a lot of weight into that and I shouldn't. Right. I really shouldn't. Definitely like getting laid doesn't equal your worth. It sh- but shouldn't. it shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but like I can see why you go there. But yeah. um, I think but it's really all- like, but really, at the end of the day, like if you're out there being completely promiscuous, doesn't that take away your words? A little bit. I think, that- I, like, like exactly. I, I'm not trying to say like some people that do that, like they're not worth more because I think everyone is worth like everything. But I just think like if you're going on it by society, yeah, that's true. You're less of a lady. Yeah, I know that's true. And I, by no means am I not no. out there. If you're in a healthy mindset and you want to fuck everyone, cool. Not. But be in your, but make your healthy mindset the number one. As long as you're okay with it, yeah. As long as you are okay mentally, and not feeling like that's what you have to do. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what it's all about. Totally. So I, I, I think I relate to it in that way in the sense of I do put a lot of weight into sex and I shouldn't. Um, Considering how little I get laid. You, oh, man. I think, think I wouldn't put as much weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Oh, man. It happens. And oh. I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening yeah. right I think now. I see you more than I have sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do, do you crave it? Or are you just. Oh, yeah. You, I think yeah. about it a lot. And like, yeah. I'm like, but I just don't. I don't know. I'm, I have a lot of things. Like, I'm not very. Like, I didn't have sober sex till I was 32. That's insane. So, I really don't know what I'm doing, I don't think. Maybe it's just that... Like, I'm insecure when it comes to sex, for sure. Yeah, that's really tricky. The drunk sex thing becomes normal, and then... I was like, wait a second, I don't know what I'm doing. And now I'm like, I'm literally, like, mentally a 16-year-old. But you know what? I think that... Well, no offense to 16-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that will come with a good partner. Totally. Like, I think if you are in a better spot in your life, you're going to draw in more positive people. And that will hopefully draw in somebody that you're comfortable Absolutely. with. And that you can kind of be like, I'm down here. Totally. And, and, and then I'm comfortable. And then like, they won't care. Like, yeah. they'll just be down with it because they like you for you. Right. Exactly. Which is like, what's that like? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that is like. <laughs> that must be I'm just fun. kidding. I'm <laughs> That happens. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so number four is we confuse love with neediness, yeah. physical and sexual attraction, pity, and or the need to rescue and be rescued. Oh, my God. So I read that today. Mm. So I was reading. No, it wasn't today. It was yesterday. <laughs> um, I was reading the top 10 characteristics of adult children of alcoholics. Mm. And it was one of them was confusing love with pity. Yeah. Confusing love and pity. And like, I get that. Holy shit. Like, I don't pity. Like, I don't actually think I fully relate late in my experience, but I understand. I understand that. Like, that for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's a tough one. I don't feel like I need to rest be rescued, but I do like. Well, like uh, I'm a code like I'm codependent, so I like to rescue people. I do too. Right. And that, yeah. And that, that comes from dating an alcoholic actually. Totally. Yeah. Cause I absolutely. dated, I dated one and I had to always take care of him. Totally. Um, I had to always, and I think like if, I think, I don't know if you agree, but maybe we are people who give a lot of emotional labor, labor to people. Right. Cause we want, cause we're givers. Cause we want to please. We want to please. Well, there's two different types of codependents. Yeah. There's the givers and takers. Givers and takers. We're the givers. Yeah. We're the givers. And then, and that's exhausting. It's fucking exhausting. Um, and when I say rescuing people, like by no means do I think like I'm going to save someone. No. Like I don't think that I have, can keep someone sober. I don't, but I want to, to caretake people. And also I think it's seeing people who have clear red flags and being like, oh, well, they're still good in them. Right. Totally. So I'm going to nurture. And, you know, your friends around you are going, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> this guy is a psycho. Yeah, a psycho. And then when you do nurture him and you get him, like, all patched up and everything, he's ready for, you've set him up for another woman. Another <laughs> To just move on? <laughs> uh, we need to start We're sending... triage. <laughs> oh, my fuck. fuck. Like, we got to start invoicing for emotional labor. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Like, charging for that shit. Totally. Because I think... Because I think... And there's... Because I'm a... I'm someone who is very open and I, I'm vulnerable. I, I have no problem being vulnerable yeah. to, like, friends or, like, people in my life that I'm close with. So I find sometimes what happens is, is, like, I will open up or be vulnerable to somebody and I will want the pity and I will want them to feel sorry for me, but it'll either go in one of two ways. It'll go in, she's seeking attention and that's gross, or they will give me the pity, in which case, ooh, that feels good. Right, totally, totally. And, like, that's a weird thing to experience. Well, I used to be there. Like, I've been there. Um... That was a big part of my life for a while. Like I was a victim, and I love yeah, people the victim pitying me. And, oh like, yeah, I was a martyr. Oh, yeah. it makes me honestly, it gives me chills just thinking about that time in my life. Um, so like now it's like I'm quick to react if I'm about to go seek the pity. I'm like, oh no, we're not going, yeah, we're not going back. We're not going down that road. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a really good sign. Um, okay, here we go. Number five. We feel empty and incomplete when we are alone. Even though we fear intimacy and oh commitment, <laughs> we continually search for relationships and sexual yeah! <laughs> Winner! And number five is a ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. Totally. Like, the nights that I, like, am very sad, very down on myself, it's because I feel lonely. Totally. And I don't have somebody. I posted a fucking audio diary this week. <sighs> So Where did, was that posted? I need I, to catch up. I, it's kind of a little bit of a secret post. Oh, it's on our website, intoxicatedpodcast.com. So you can listen to it on the web player on there. But it never went up on the on the podcast feed because I didn't want it to be like a downer. Right. Like I was like, I, well, I had a really bad week last week and I was reading stuff in the news and the news was making it worse. You know, the whole Ford stuff. Right. Yeah. Like that was making it. And I was feeling I hate saying the word triggered, but a little triggered by everything. Right. And I came home and I literally laid in bed and I took this mic and I took it off and I laid in bed with the mic and just talked into it and talked very honestly. And I said, and the hardest, the hardest moment of the audio diary for me was I said, I know that I'm not easy to love. 
And that was like one of the hardest things for me to ever say. Because I tend to, this is turned full-blown therapy. I, I tend to like react to things going on around me. Right. And then I hate the reaction. Right, right. You feel remorse from your reaction. Yeah. Totally. So it becomes this like endless cycle of guilt. And that particular day right. I was like, I had no other way to say it other than I just don't like being myself today. Right. That's not to say I hate myself or who I've become. It's just today. Yeah. I hate how I'm reacting to everything. I totally. I was dealing with a lot of Tinder bullshit as well. So people were kind of taking the stance of like, just ignore the Tinder guys. And I was like, yeah, but if we ignore them, they're, they're never going to learn and they're going to keep raping people. Like I, I I just went down a hole totally, and I got totally affected by it. And then I came home and I was like, I hate that I got so affected by that. Right. And I talked into the mic. And, have you, like, this, I'm not trying to be yeah. like, therapy. Yeah, this is full-blown therapy at this point. Okay. Well, have it. you tried, um... Meditation? Meditation. Um, no, but I think I, I'm getting there. And the reason is, is that I've discovered ASMR, which is... Oh, I love... Oh, my God. Yes! Love! <laughs> I literally will put on ASMR YouTube videos. I do, too. Sometimes I put cord cutting and ASMR on, and I'm like, ah, oh, like, it's just so... So I think because I've discovered that, and it relaxes me so much, that I could maybe get it... Like, maybe that is my form of meditation now. Like, maybe I don't need... Um, full blown silence. No, um, but, but it's it, it calms me down at night. But the thing about meditation, it isn't actually like it. It's not really full blown silence. What it is is like being mindful, right? Yeah. So you're basically training your brain, right? So you're supposed to have like your brain's your brain. You're supposed to have thoughts going all the time. Right. Basically, like you you are. How I do it is I, like, sit there and I, like, focus on my breathing and, it, like, or I focus on a part of my body and I breathe in and I breathe out and sometimes it's my left shoulder and I, I feel it going up hmm. and down and that's what I'm focusing on. And thoughts are going to come into my mind. And basically what you have to do is you acknowledge the thoughts and you try, you start again. And then you acknowledge right. the thoughts and you start again. It's all, like, and I'm basically quoting a video I watched. Ah! Because it's basically training your brain. Meditation is all about failing and starting over. Failing and ah. starting over. Failing and starting over. I'd love to get into it more. Yeah, and it's cool. And I don't do, I, like, listen, I'm no freaking guru. Like, I don't sit there for 30 <laughs> minutes at a time and, like, hmm. I know, but, it weirds me out a bit. But I do do yeah. it for like minutes at a time, like okay. two to three minutes, like in the morning. And basically I just like, just breathe in and out. And I focus on my breathing. I focus on my left shoulder. And then as soon as a thought comes into my mind, I acknowledge that thought and I say goodbye. And then I keep doing it for three minutes. And I set a timer and I just. And people, yeah, people say to do it in the morning because yeah. it actually clears your head for the day. <laughs> I'll even do it while I'm waiting for a bus. Interesting. Like, I actually feel like I did it. I kind of did it today um, when I was in at my appointment. Right before the doctors were going to come in for my appointment today, I was like in like that sheet thing that you have to put over you because you're like right. exposed. And I was just like, okay. And like they were kind of taking a long time and I was literally just sitting there breathing. Right. I'm like, had my eyes shut and everything. Didn't look at the phone. Could have been texting people. Oh, then yeah. Could have been texting people, but I put phone, the phone away. You were definitely meditating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a step for me. <laughs> <laughs> I did a thing today, but I feel like, yeah, if I, if I can start incorporating that um into my life i i truly do think i'm getting there 
Um, it's just it's it's gonna take some time. It takes time, and yeah. honestly, like I still react. Don't get me wrong, but it, mm. I react a lot less than I used to. And that was the thing about about Friday. Like I, I was just full blown emotional. Totally, it and was so- everything was just setting me off. And I, I just had to, to like rant into the mic. I, and after I posted the episode, I was just like, that was probably a mistake, but oh well. well but, <laughs> did, but did you feel better after you yes. did it? So then yeah. it wasn't a mistake. Because if you're feeling like that, because like as much as we like to think we are special and one of a kind, we're not. People have those feelings. So true. We all share the same feelings. That's. I'm going to go on one quick tangent before we yes. go to the next one, but... That's what I loved about memes coming to play was like memes were happening and things that I never told any other human <laughs> were showing up on yep. on the screen. I'm like, holy shit. I am not the only fucked up person. I love that it. thought about this. What's your yeah. what's your one that. So one that really resonated with me was that it was like the seal smiling, like the smiley seal. And it's um, the feeling you get when you wake up and you you know that you have all of your teeth. And I was like, because <laughs> yes! I have dreams about losing my teeth oh, all I've the time. The, do you know what that means? Money problems. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had those dreams too. I'm always, I'm always like, I have them too much. Yeah. I have them too much. Yeah. I, yeah. Money. money is a whole other stress like totally so i think your 30s are the most stressful times i don't remember being this stressed out in my 20s uh see i'm a different like i feel oh, less yeah, stressed out now yeah than i ever did like i was always stressed yeah but all the stresses so well, five we related to we both, five was a big dinger yeah so number six is we sexualize stress guilt loneliness yeah we sexualize Stress, guilt, loneliness, anger, shame, fear, and envy. We use sex or emotional dependence as substitutes for nurturing, yes. care, and support. Yes. I wouldn't say, yeah. It's I not would, a, as hard of a ding, but it's a ding. It is a ding. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say for me, um, sex, but the attention. Yeah. Like, if I'm feeling lonely, if I'm feeling like I need attention, like, that's where I'm i fall oh like, same i will like use whatever i can to oh, get that attention 100%. not that i like yeah i tend to instantly go to sex and then i'll go to booze if i can't get sex oh see i i go like i will i will reload the tinder yeah like if that is happening that's and i'm not doing going on tinder to meet people i'm going on someone to match with to get that validation, validation. and it's then move val- on it's a validation totally. train it's interesting that it says like we sexualize stress because I, I always think about like when I do have a stressful day, I either say one of two things, which is I need a drink or I need to get laid. Right. Like I like that's such something that's engraved in my head is is like sex and people make my friends make jokes and I agree with it. They're like Sarah's a more <laughs> laid back fun person when she's getting ah uh, yes yeah yeah. Well, it's funny. I'll show up to work and I'll be in a good mood, and people are like, "Oh, did you get laid last yes! night?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> that's awesome, no. though. I know. I'm like, yeah. Me, I'll well. be like, "Yep, that's exactly what did it." <laughs> I'm like, "But if you think I'm getting laid, I'll let you think that because mm-hmm. for some reason that gives me some type of worth." Oh God, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's really fucked. Like, and I just don't know. And I truly like, actually, Rebecca. Uh, our old coworker, which is hilarious because I work at where I work now. Like there was a Rebecca, so the people oh. we're talking about disclaimer: this is our old workplace. So many Rebeccas. Yeah. Um, we did a confidence episode. Oh, um, where we talked about body confidence. Cool. And, and in that, I was talking about how 
and I'll have to look at the date because in the episode I'm like oh I'm finally at a spot where like I don't put my worth into guys and so like (laughs) the fact that that episode is out there shows that something has clearly happened right between then and now that has made me I guess relapse back into like putting my worth back into men totally which I really shouldn't um number seven we use we're getting there we use (laughs) sex and emotional involvement to manipulate and control others I've definitely been guilty of that like I definitely use the emotional involvement to like I'll make someone pity me or something to get what I want for the attention I want like oh you're too busy but you know, I've had a really shitty day. Yeah. When I mean, I could easily make it through without. Right. Right. But I've used that before. <sighs> I I do relate. I Not as much as no, the others. Not as I much do. as five. Not as much as five. But I, the hugest ding. Yeah. But number. Yeah. The last one gets the biggest ding for me. But we'll get there. Um, number eight is we become immobilized or seriously distracted by romantic or sexual obsessions or fantasies yeah and that i agree with 100 percent. like there's I, not never been a situation in which a real life scenario has played out the way i have it built up in my head that happened to me once and it was like 10 years ago that it actually played the out the same way played out the way i was thinking oh really but that was literally like for a hot minute uh um but yeah, I uh, I can get va- very one track mind. Oh, same, like, same. Like I can get distracted at work. And oh like, God, yes. Yeah. So like it's kind of so there. There's this person that I have feelings for right now, and I love that we don't text during the day, so I'm not distracted at work. Oh like, man, he's not a te- like texter. <sighs> he works and he doesn't. We just don't text during the day, so I, it's good for me. That's it's like good. I need that boundary because I will get like check my phone, check my phone, and then I it's don't. like if you like say they text and like then you have to go into a meeting, you'll just be thinking about. Oh that. my god, I know. That I'm text not even waiting for you. Like I'm uh-huh. not even in the meeting. Like you know, so yeah. It's just, so, but yeah, oh, like I've 100%. had to delete social media and stuff before, so I'm not like obsessed with the attention I'm going to get from that person. Like, has so and so liked it yet? Yeah. Right? Oh, I, oh, that's a whole other dark place. Totally. Yeah. I don't and what's even darker is never go, girls listening, if you have these same problems, never go on Instagram to the. There's like a place oh, you. I don't go there. Do, do, do you know what you're going to Where you can see what they're like? Oh. <laughs> nope. I am. That like I can't I don't go there on purpose. The I know it, yeah. the reaction was just because I know the yeah, spiral I will go into. Because then you'll see what they're liking, yeah. and you'll be like, "Well, they're not liking any of my stuff." Right, and I'm not just like that with men. I'm like yeah. that with friends too. I'm like, yeah, you know, you haven't liked anything I posted for like six days, but you like so and so's picture of her hundredth selfie. It's like, so wild. You know, yeah, why? It's just why? So fucking sick. Yeah, it's it's, uh, and but this is the first step. Knowing that it's sick, right? Like, True. Uh, fair. We we may not be there yet. Yeah, but I think we will get there. Yeah, and if and this is actually going to come out right after the episode about social media, so I think we can all agree that sometimes it's it's okay to take a social media break. Totally. Even I, me I, who I loves it. I need a break every now and then. I recommend it, and I love social media. I do too. Yeah, I love and hate it. Yeah, in a weird way. We're on nine. 
We avoid responsibility for ourselves by attaching ourselves to people who are emotionally unavailable. <laughs> so I... Dang. Yeah. For me, anyway. For me, I I see Dang. that in a... Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I think I subconsciously find people that are emotionally unavailable because of my fear of intimacy. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, I basically yes. blame them for not being able to go any further. But, like, really, do I want to go any further? Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's going right into the mic yeah so. i couldn't agree more right Ugh. i want intimacy so bad yet i'm terrified of it totally because i haven't had it in so long yeah. and because sex has become too casual for me right yet so i go for unavailable guys because right. i know you know, I'm probably never going to get that with them, but at least I can get some thrills here and there. Totally. Whatever they may be, whether that's like flirtatious texting or even, even you know, a one night stand with them or something. Like, it's it's really fucked up. Totally. Yep. <laughs> like, why can't we just like why can't embrace we just what we want? Through? Yeah. Why can't <laughs> like, we just power through? <laughs> I but I think it's like, it, it, like, where does that, how do you, how do, how do you, how do you? That? That's the thing. I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's like, it's just such a mind fuck. Honestly. I haven't cuddled with someone in like, that's what forever. I want to know. Kind of, I kind of like, I didn't to. want cuddling for so long. Me neither. And now I'm like, that's where I'm at. Like, I want a companion for sure. I do too. I yeah. kind of realized that I used to always be so anti cuddling. Yeah. And I kind of realized it recently when I was like looking into weighted blankets. Oh my God. I know I'm in the body pillows. <laughs> I want a weighted blanket just so I feel, feel like pressure. embraced. <laughs> I, know. I want someone to hug me. <laughs> it's so true. I used to have a girlfriend who would purposely lay on me because I like craved human contact. What? I was like, Feels I was good. like, you just need to lay on me for a couple hours. What? And like, people used to laugh at me, but skin hunger is oh, a yeah. real fucking thing if you look it up. Yeah. The oh, actual like craving of like just being like, touched i i need to be touched like i i think i wrote a status Amen. like four years three years ago and it said like i think i pay to get my eyebrows waxed to just be sure someone <laughs> touches me yes <laughs> uh me and my friend andrea said once well let's get pedicures just so we can get our feet rubbed right totally oh my god yeah that's absolutely such a 100%. Thing. that's a huge ding that one gets a huge yeah, ding. huge ding uh, I'm going to be honest, Kristen. We're not doing good with this. We're kind of checking a lot of the boxes. <laughs> like, and that's probably like one I of love those like I love that we're digging when we agree, which is essentially like yeah. we are loving sex addicts. So, right. which is hilarious because, <laughs> like, I've been to these groups before, these fellowships, yeah. and they're like, if you have two or more, yeah. you probably have a problem. I and think with like, this one, it's it's three. We're or like more, literally so. in the like ninety percent right now. Mm-hmm. We're and really that's why when when I saw this, it was so eye opening. Um, number ten, we're getting there. We stay enslaved to emotional dependency, romantic intrigue, or compulsive sexual activities. We stay enslaved, okay, to emotional dependencies. Um, um I think romantic intrigue is huge. Yeah, the I idea mean, of people and yeah. not necessarily. The yeah, like of the I mean, situation. I stay around even if I get hurt emotionally. Oh, big time! I'm basically may, may say it's my fault or something, but yeah, definitely not like the sex part. But I do relate to the emotional. Yeah, the emotional part's huge. Emotional dependency. Yeah. 
Yeah, I tend. Ugh, it sucks. I I, I don't. I, I should reiterate, we're dinging a lot and laughing a lot, but I don't feel good that I relate to right, a lot of these. Totally, it's more of just like a realness factor of like these. Totally. Like, these are really I, relatable. I use humor um, as a massive coping mechanism. Oh, same. Like, so I yeah. Yes, good. Um, we're just trying to make light of heavy topics. Well, yeah, and, and that's what intoxicated's about, really. Totally. Okay, number eleven. We're getting to my favorite one soon. Uh, but number 11 is to avoid feeling vulnerable, we may retreat from all intimate involvement, mistaking sexual and emotional anorexia for recovery. <gasps> Swearing <Ooh>. off men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's interesting. Mistaking sexual and emotional anorexia for recovery. Right. It's an interesting. Totally. Sense. But that's like, yeah, that's like, um, like so an alcoholic. Um, like abstaining from drinking, but not doing anything to get better. Right. Like, they're oh, just, I'm just, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. so they're like, they're a dry drunk. Right. So basically you're, you're, this would be like literally dry. If I actually had my procedure and couldn't bang, I would be like, oh, well, I'm not banging. So I must be doing better. Right. When really it's like, no girl, you gotta be going to some therapy maybe yeah. and look into your self-esteem issues that you have. Totally. Mm-hmm. So are you ready for my favorite one? This yes, is, I am. This is the last one. We'll end it on this one. Um, we assign magical qualities to others. We idealize and pursue them, then blame them for not fulfilling our fantasies and expectations. My fucking God. That is... Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that is basically... Yeah. That is, that's like, that's the one that did it for me. When I yeah. read that, I was like, yeah, that sums up... So much of my life with right. guys, like ever totally. since my ex, the past six years, really. Right, I've been idealizing people. Right, and we like fantasize and yeah, you know, like I make fantasies all the time about like oh this and but it's just and then I just get so angry that they're not that they're not happening. They're not. And the fucked up part thing about that is, I mean, for me anyways, is like the fact that I I do this with unavailable guys. So it's like, yeah, no, no shit. They're not going to fulfill my fantasies. They're not available. Right. And then I get pissed. I'm like, but I'm not allowed to be pissed. Right. Like I'm not. Yeah. I have no right to be pissed. But like, so it's, it's this just weird fucked up thing. Totally a fucked up psycho. Yeah. But like, it's just so frustrating <laughs> because like we we're we're two incredibly intelligent women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're both intuitive. And yeah. Uh, we both find ourselves in these messes, yeah, but we don't see it clearly until we're outside of it. A hundred percent. We don't even know we're in it. I'm noticing it more and more lately, oddly enough, because different female friends are popping up in my life and I'm like looking at them and I'm like, wow, like they're so bright and like big personalities and like there's so much there and yet we're getting caught up with these fucking douchebags that like do not appreciate. Right. You know, or it's like there's nothing at all. Like, it's this weird thing. And then I'm seeing like these these women that are kind of meh and they're like finding finding people like right. all over the place. And it's just it's just this weird. It's just weird to me. Right. But like, like, see, I, I don't think it's fair for us to say like this person's meh. That's true. Because the thing is, is like. We don't know. Them. They're just not us. They're just not the same personality right. type. They're just a different personality type. Right. And type. like I've definitely had that thought before. That's why I'm saying like, yeah. I don't think it's fair because like I've been down this path with me before where I'm like, well, how come so and so can get Yeah. And that's where I, I go a lot. Like, 
Yeah, and I, I can't that. even get a guy to date me. Like, but that's that that goes into comparing ourselves to others, totally. which we shouldn't fucking do because everybody is different and special in their own way. And I need to edit my "can't even get a guy to date me" comment because, like, I'm definitely not desperate. Like, mm. um, like I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, whatever. If it happens, it happens. If it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't. But I definitely have an issue with comparing myself to oh god it's it's the worst it's the root of so much stuff so much stuff and like that's the thing and that's good that you're there and i think i was there at one point but i just think things have kind of flopped over for me right i hate the word desperate there's i I don't like that stigma being attached like i just don't feel like it's wrong for someone to want to have a boyfriend right like it is wrong but don't need it I guess is the big thing. Right. In other words, like, if it happens, like you said, if it happens, it happens. Cool. We all kind of want, we, w- we want to be held. Like, like you know? I do. I, like, I do. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm recently learning that I am able to be connected to people. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it's, that's what I, I do. I, I'd want that, but I'm yeah. not rushing it. Like I've that's very like very I've good. got I've done the whole like, oh my god, I'm on Bumble and I'm I'm messaging everyone because I have to message everyone because they don't have to message me because I'm the girl and Fucking you know Bumble. I'm like and then I'll find someone and then I'll get married and but like that's not where I'm at anymore. Like I've like I've not on the apps anymore. Oh I'm good. Just like, yeah. Well, that's a lot. I just don't open them. I'm still on there. I keep meaning to delete. Myself, I want to delete. Should we both delete our apps right now? Right now. Maybe that's a good way to end the episode. Okay, I'm on it. So that we aren't so wired in and always obsessive about this shit. Because it's both... You know what's funny? I have mine in a folder that's just called I Tried. Oh my god! (laughs) I love you! So we go and delete these apps? Okay, so Just to confirm, if I re-download these, my profile will still be there, right? Yeah, yours... Like, so I'm actually going to delete my accounts... Oh, okay. I'm just gonna delete the apps. Um, I'm not. I'm not as hardcore as you. <laughs> delete flee. Well, I've been meaning to delete for a while. Um, just, oh no, I accidentally. Uh, so my screen's cracked. Do I want to delete because I found a relationship billing issue? Dissatisfied with service. Mm, those are the only three options. Oh, well, and other. <laughs> but say, I would. Fun. I would say other. Yeah, let's go other. That's the yeah. most honest. That's the most <laughs> because that's not you're not dissatisfied with it. You're just oh shit! I gotta put my password into what the fuck's my password? <laughs> like that's like they really make it so you can never leave. Seriously, you can check out anytime you like. But you what is my never... password? Hmm. Um, do you have one that you use for everything? Like I do. That's oh my god. That's right what now, I I'm do. Stuck with Tinder for I've Bumble forever. I mean, you could just delete the app. That's what I did. But my face is still out there. Oh, you make a good point. Okay, let's try the. I'm going to try one last one and then I'll... I should have just put it... Oh my in... God, I'm starting to sweat. I can't delete it. You can't? <laughs> it's, no, it's like... Try okay. a couple. You, okay. You've got to have a couple that you've you've used. Delete account to delete... Oh, okay. Nope. I never needed a password. Ah! <laughs> It what says, did you do? It says type delete to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that I that's was like, I don't even remember. I'm like, must be my Facebook password. And I'm like sweating now. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Bumble is gone. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have Tinder mm-hmm. on this phone. Anyways, so we're one down. 
One down. And we're going to get rid of them all. They'll all go. I don't need that anymore. Like, how can you decide? And I mean, I can't say I could change my mind tomorrow. But like, um, how can you decide who you want? Like a picture. Like, there are people out there that I'm attracted to in person that I probably wouldn't see their picture. That's just it. And be like, oh, I'm going to swipe right on them. It's far too complicated. It's not that I'm shallow. No, not at all. Um, it's just it's I just. I don't find people attractive till I know them. And I personally just feel like I've, I've gotten too many shitty situations on there lately that it's like actually flooding my mind to a point where I, I need the fucking break. I yeah. just need yeah. I just need them to not be on my phone. I just got to focus on other stuff um, and try to get oh the slump. Yeah, you'll get out of there. So. And the thing is, is like out of in my experience, like out of every shitty time in my life, mm. like that's when I powered through the most after through yeah it. like you know what i mean like once i got out of that slump like things started happening exactly i think the more slumps you have the stronger you'll get yeah, yeah. the stronger you get the more you can do and the more you freaking wow your own like you surprise Ex- yourself exactly yeah oh, well, anyway that's fine this was this was so great this was awesome you're fucking awesome you're fucking awesome you're like <laughs> your whole story is just it's I, I, you're going to laugh, but it's inspirational to me. Well, it's so funny that you say that because like, I am so bored of my story. Like, and I feel like people are bored of my story. Like, oh yeah, we got it. Chris, we got now. somewhere. You got some weight. You're on More now. people are going to hear it now and be inspired. Hopefully. Well, you know, it's a, it's a pretty decent way to live. That's for sure. <laughs> Write a book. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on Oprah. I mean, I'm would so you? fucking lazy. That's the problem. <laughs> Actually, I have to tell you a really funny story quickly. My girlfriends and I, like, I met two girls in my running club, and they became, like, probably two of the closest women to me, and we're all, like, self-proclaimed narcissists, Mm -hmm. Um, and we, like, wanted to do, like, blogging, but, like, we're all, no, so we've decided we're going to do a blog called The Lazy Narcissists. (gasps) However, we made that decision, like, a year ago, and nothing even done yet. This is one thing I will say. I'm just throwing it out there. I feel like podcasting is lazy blogging. Really? Because did you feel like this was work tonight? No, this is uh, this. Was so there you go. Very enjoyable. And then all you have to do is go back and edit out whatever you want to edit out, and that that just takes however long the episode is. Right. And then you have a fucking blog post in audio form. That's so you should awesome. start a podcast called The Lazy Narcissists. You know what? You're not wrong Maybe with your with your running group ladies. You'd have to like. Show I'd me listen how to, to that shit. I would. I would fucking. Teach but I have the, no idea. I'm actually. I have a friend um, from high school who's starting a podcast. Who I'm teaching. Oh really? Kind of like showing him the ropes and um, helping him launch it. So I'm. I would love to do that for anyone who wants to get into podcasts. I, w- I can't recommend it enough. If you're someone who likes to talk and you're a good talker, you're, <laughs> you're good at it. You're good at it. Thank you. Um, it's it's such an easy way to get things out. Like I I used to want to do a blog too, and I, I just don't like writing as much as I right. like talking. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Like, yeah, I'm th- I've just started like listening to podcasts like in the last six months. So, and I'm really digging them. So, think about it. yeah, that's I think all that's a, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, I think that is definitely a possibility. I would subscribe yeah. to that shit. Perfect. <laughs> the lazy narcissist because it's so true. I'm big fat narcissist. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much, Chris. Like, thank you. The, I, I just I can't say thank you enough. This was fucking phenomenal. I had a great time. And I hope you'll come back on. I feel like we covered a lot of heavy subject matter for two hours. Like we kind of scraped the surface of like you know drug addiction, alcohol, love and sex. Like we we went in. We kind of covered everything, but like we could even go deeper, maybe. So. Yeah, we like grazed this. This is like yeah. the yeah we grazed the yeah. surface. Yeah. 
Um, so you're welcome to come back whenever. Oh, I'm down to come back whenever. And I'm cool to come back when you do have the drinking episodes. Like, I'm, I'm not Hell a downer, yeah. I promise. I swear I'm cool. Hell yeah, <laughs> you're, you're really fucking cool, man. Oh, man. Thanks so much. And we, we end the episode with a bell ring. So ring Ooh. that bell.